I hope you've had a fabulous week. It's Sarah here, your host of the Startive Podcast, the podcast for when staying the same is no longer an option and you are ready for change. There is so much content in these episodes that it's all about helping you recognize where you are right now, recognize what it is that you want and help you figure out how you're going to get there. Now, today's interview, I am super, super excited to bring to you. If you have ever found yourself in a position where you are experiencing pain, whether that be migraines or a pain in your back, where you've been in excruciating pain, you've gone to the doctor, you have followed the process and you've come out of it no better off. You really don't know what the problem is, then you're going to want to listen up because my guest today, Narinda Sheena, has a great start over story of her own about coming through, starting over after chronic pain, actually going through that process and she is now in a place where she is pain free and her story is really quite incredible and Since recording this episode, some of the resources that she mentions in it, I have dived into. And I have to say, the evidence, there is increasing amounts of evidence to suggest that we can feel dramatic, chronic physical pain in our bodies as a result um, of stress. And it's so interesting. So I'm not going to go into anything further now. I'm going to dive straight on into the interview. But I would love for you to stick around just afterwards because I've got a few key points that I just want to reiterate because I think it's so such an amazing subject. And I'm so pleased that she agreed to come on to the podcast. So here is the interview. Enjoy. Narinda, welcome to the show. I'm absolutely delighted to have you on here. So would you like to start by just saying who you are and tell us a little bit about what you do? Brilliant. Thanks for having me, Sarah. I'm Narinda Sheena, a chronic pain and mindset coach. So what does that entail? It's basically coaching the mindset through behavior change, finding out where people are in their journey of pain or their mind through anxiety or confidence and really helping them through the questions I ask and the resources I have to help them to start being becoming aware, really, that awareness and education that we don't see around us, that we try for help, but we don't know where we're looking, to be fair. So my, my, my mission, if, if so to speak, is to help those people make that transformation and difference to either heal in their chronic pain journey or to help them increase their confidence and reduce their anxiety. When I first met you, Narinda, I was bowled away by your, you're just, you have such a passion about how you want to help people. It's just, it's just overwhelming almost. Where did this all start for you? You know, I, I remember when I when I started suffering migraines, it was at a time when I'd lost my father, actually, when I was recollecting. That was 2017. Had a nine-month-old baby, 
running to and fro from nursery. And I used to run for the train to work, crying tears down my eyes. And every weekend, like, I was exhausted, but I was okay. And then every fourth weekend, I used to get this severe migraine. It debilitate me. I'd be bedridden and I'd be like, mm, it must be because I'm hectic at work. I've got a baby. I'm not looking after myself. So I, I put it down to that. Then comes just before lockdown, I I had a seven-month-old uh, son as well at the time and started having a niggle in my ankle. Got out of bed one morning like we do. Nothing, yeah, sleep deprived, of course. I was breastfeeding my my baby while having a toddler. And I thought to myself, what is this niggle? And, you know, you have pain in your body and it just doesn't go and you're like, oh. And I thought, I'm brave, I'm stoical, I don't need to go to doctors, I'm not like other people. Anyway, it was a point I had to go because it just wouldn't shift, it was just annoying me. And that's when it started happening where the doctor was like, you might have a herniated disc, just, you know, they ask you to do a few exercises. And I got recommended for physiotherapy. And when they saw me over Zoom, because lockdown happened now, there's no human connection, there's no examination properly. And they gave me an exercise to do. And I tell you, the pain just shot up. Here I was thinking, oh my gosh, what have they done? Um, I'm panicked and I'm fearful. I'm really fearful. I've never felt this pain before. It's alien. And I thought this is worse than childbirth, you know? Oh my gosh. And, and this isn't the physiotherapy's fault. It's my assumption of that but what I didn't realize is that when I when I started researching that it was more to do with our emotions so I desperately was looking over Google what can I do and I came across Dr Sarno healing back pain and the book oh my gosh it was a you know when you have those light bulb moments of this resonates they talk about people pleasing tendencies they talk about suppressed emotions anger where things happening in your life, which causes such incidents. And I thought, gosh, he's talking to me on these pages. Hmm. So here I am at one end, having medical interventions on the other end, researching for myself from reading that book. And then I researched a bit more, where can I go for further help and support? And I came across Georgie Oldfield. She's a physiotherapist, but she's also got an online recovery program called Serpac. And I thought, I've got to contact her. So I contacted her and she goes, Narinda, you will recover. And I went, what? And these were the words I was longing to hear. You know, medical professionals are telling you, be careful. Mm. Don't don't exercise for about six weeks. Rest it. And, and you know, that can take you back a few more steps. Yeah. And she was there going, it's okay. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> And that was still, that was a light bulb moment in itself. But at the same time, I was like, mm, I don't know whether I believe you. I'm a skeptic. I need evidence. I need more evidence. And then I, I further researched. I kept on having chiropractic treatment and I kept on reading things. And I went on to a recovery program. I thought, do you know what? I've got to do this. I've got to cancel medical intervention. I've got to start looking for a way to recover. And where was your pain level at this point? Excruciating pain where mm. I, there wasn't a moment I couldn't even think straight. Um, the pain, if I twisted, if I like sitting down on a chair, mm. I was crying. I was in tears. I was begging my husband. I used to say, take me to a and &E, please. I was crying on the floor. 
and oh my, oh my gosh, I, I was a former shell of myself. So I could hardly stand. Two minutes I could do before I sat down. Mm. Um, I couldn't brush my teeth standing up. I had to sit on the toilet to brush. Yes. And I couldn't stand. I couldn't wash dishes or cook. And I thought, what is going on with me? What has happened to me? Mm. You know, that fear was just still um, in, in my system. And I, and I thought, what is going on? And I thought psychotherapy. I thought, this is it. This is what it has to be. I'm going to go counselling. Because you think of all the methods that can give you a quick fix. That's mm. what I was looking for. I kept focused on, right, I'm going to recover. What can I look for next? Mm. So I had the psychotherapy and I thought, oh, well, I'm still there, right? Let's quickly journal. Let's quickly do that. What I started to realise is I needed to relax my mind. I needed to just take a breather and go, actually, Narendra, what's going on internally for you? What has happened in your life? Mm. And I had to go back to my childhood. I had to go back to the beginning where it started. You know, I, I grew up in a household where, you know, unfortunately my mother suffered a mental illness. And I saw that breakdown at my grandparents' house when I was five years old. Mm. And I locked it away for so many years. Mm. And I get le left with me a child coping, the good girl, mm. the coping strategies, and just staying quiet and doing what people say because it was easier and it would have made everybody's life easier except my own. So I suffered unconsciously, not knowing these things. And, you know, the pressure we put on ourselves, the burden and pain on our body and mind, it was a constant reminder. Can I ask you that I've had times in my life where I've had illness and I too have made that connection where, you know, you go into A&E and, you know, you're rushed in and it's terrifying. And then they say, well, we've looked at your head We've looked at your heart. We've looked at this. There's nothing wrong with you. And, mm -hmm. and yet you're like, how can there be nothing wrong with me when I'm feeling pain? Now, to hear the level of pain that, that you, were, you were in there, at what point was it where you thought, I've got to go from medical to, to psychological? Because there might be a few people that, it, you know, I, I know of you and I can see how you would have, because you just need to look into everything. You're that, you have that level of curiosity. But for someone who is, is maybe in chronic pain and doesn't really buy into that at this moment, is there a, a turning point that happened for you where you just thought, I need to look at something different here? Yeah, I think I, I was always in that mindset that a holistic approach is always best. But I, I, I hear you because we trust medical professionals. Mm. But can they see and hear us? And the problem is with imaging, we fear that because we think, oh, we're damaged now. We've seen an MRI or scan. Mm -hmm. We can say we believe that. Or we can say, actually, it, how can they not know we've got pain? Mm -hmm. and, and the way forward is by educating yourself. And it doesn't take one time. Like with me as a, a former lawyer, I'm very sceptical. I'm always looking at evidence. I was always looking at medical records. Mm. So I think what you have to do is look at the evidence around you, the resources, the videos of people healing, what, what made the difference. Mm. Because everybody's journey is different. So what can they do? And the difficulty is it's society. Your friends and family might say, well, I've had surgery. It was great. Why don't you give it a go? Or, oh, okay, have you... Maybe maybe something else might work for you. Like mm. for me, it was coaching. I was already a coach. Mm. And I, I got myself a coach from LA. But before the turning point came where I thought, 
do you know what? I, I know I could do this by myself. I needed more evidence. So what I did was I reached out to another medical expert, Dr. Howard Schubert in America. I emailed him. I said, I've got all this pain and it's all around my body. What am I doing? Is this this? And he goes, soothe your nervous system. Mm. I said, are you saying that? Oh, gosh. Mm. I contacted an author, a great book of The Great Pain Deception, Stephen Olzenich. He goes, you need to do be more, not do more. Mm. So here I was thinking, gyms are closed after exercise. I need to do this. But that's putting more pressure on yourself. It's not even exercise. It's just movement. It's just getting up out of bed even. And it's, I, I can't convince someone how to believe that until they've got the awareness themselves and the education. I think that's the really turning point where it's got to be embedded in your mind a number of times. Yeah. For me, even while I was talking to Georgie, I was still going to the system. We'll get you an MRI scan because that's going to make the soul much difference because sometimes a brain needs a diagnosis, which is why some people go, mm, there's nothing wrong, but I can feel there's something wrong is where they ne need to look at the psychological route. There are so many resources now available in this country and worldwide where they support the psychological, where it's about your emotions, your adverse childhood experiences. And I'd always say, reach out, um, you know, practitioners like Georgie Oldfield, um, a, a place that I'm working alongside is peak health coaching where we talk to medical professionals and what's working because health coaching is re needed right now mm -hmm. um, so I think yeah you have to really it depends on how your brain works so mine is not the same as somebody else's so I could tell my story but it won't be embedded in somebody else's head mm. but I think telling telling your story is so very powerful to have been in that level of pain and then to have worked out that actually, hang on a second, this is a psychological thing. And so talk to us a little bit about um, the, the research behind, you know, how can we feel physical pain through something that's happened, you know, through, through something that's happened in our past or how we're actually coping with things? Yeah, well, what, what do we? a lot of us do? We, we, we put it into our subconscious don't we? Or we suppress our emotions. So at the time when my dad passed away and I did process that, but I went back to work. Oh, I've got to do something. So it was still manifesting. I wasn't, I wasn't being the way I used to be as energetic. For me, exercise is a great thing. For others, it might not be, but moving and doing stuff, the challenge of being a mother to two children, no guidebook there. Then what you're coming to, the realization is actually... Have I got a hypervigilant nervous system? Hmm, how's that happened? And if I relate that back to my childhood, because I've indirectly I've been a, caring for my mother, mm. if you think about it. So these emotional sponging that we've had, and we've all had something or one thing or another, but we just not recognized it. And it's about recognizing that to go, ah, so the pain sensitized through the nervous system causes that pain because you're anxious mm. and you're fearful. So the pain heightens. So when you're walking, and what I realized was when I, when I was reading and, and, and speaking to experts is when I was walking and it was painful. But I thought, if this is painful, that's okay because I'm not damaging my body. So I came to that realization. Chronic pain is a pain that's sensitized, that the, the acute injury has healed because if it's a fracture or tear, they heal over time. Chronic mm -hmm. is just lingering because your brain wants it to linger. It expects pain. 
you expect it when you wake up or you sneeze. If you can think about sneezing and you go, oh. but how about that false alarm, that car alarm that goes off? You can think of it in that way. And that's where our nervous system stays in that flight or fight kind of mode. And what we need to do is to say to our brain, it's safe. Pain is a protector. But what we want to do is switch off that alarm one by one. I never really understood the phrase burnout until I experienced it myself. And and this is why I wanted us to have this conversation. I'm so glad that you came on because every time I've been up until now, I've now made that that connection, the the pattern that happens. Every time I have something that happens in my life that signifies massive change or misery, misalignment, you know, if there's, if there's something going on, I do expect my body does shut me down in, in various ways. And it used to be, it ranges from sort of migraines. I haven't had migraines for a very, very long time, but when I was really stressed at work, that was exactly what, what my body used to do. And, and I would be sick sensitive to light, all sorts of things. It was a very real physical reaction. And I think it's not everyone is is aware of this. And I had to go through a few burnouts, pins and needles in my in my body. Um, my left hand side of my face went numb. I I thought I was having a a, a stroke, but in actual fact, it was just massive emotion that was trapped in my body, or I believe it to be, because once I addressed all of that, I felt I felt so much better again. Um, so the science behind this is there is evidence, isn't there? There is strong evidence. Um, it's about finding that evidence because people mm. are not aware. They mm. don't know. It's like that elastic band. How far can you stretch it before it snaps? Mm. And we all have done it. We've been in burnout stage where we go, our self-care comes last. We've mm. got to get those deadlines done. We've got to look after the children. We've got to do 101 things. But who's looking after us? Mm. Where is our self-worth? Mm. So, you know, as part of values, I, I look at my self-care as a non-negotiable, mm. where I go, right, am I doing too much? Right, I've got to take a step back. We know, with the evidence we know, stress, what does it cause? It's mm. so many things, the cortisol in our body. We can't think straight. We can't interact the way we want to because we've put that pressure on ourselves. Maybe we've had perfectionism or high standards we've created by ourselves mm -hmm. and that panic. So shame comes in, embarrassment. All these types of emotions are stuck within us. Mm -hmm. We ruminate, we catastrophize, not good enough, you know. And what we need to start doing is going, right, what, what do we need? You know, when I got a coach from LA and I remember the coach Jean, which is really great. And she's suffered actually from chronic fatigue syndrome for years. She goes, how long do you have for goddess hour? I went, what's that goddess? She goes, oh, you need a goddess hour for yourself. Oh, wow. I love that goddess hour. I never, I neglected myself. I neglected my body. I neglected my mind and my mm. emotions. Mm. And I was at a point of, I was shell of myself. And so as I was getting evidence more of, it's definitely the psychological, the environment. I mean, you know, I was isolated in mm. lockdown. I wasn't seeing my friends. I'm, I love meeting people. 
that gives me that high, that energy, but it gives me happiness, mm. that community feel as well. Um, and I went to see the neurosurgeon on a, a, you know, a Zoom call. I remember when I went for my MRI, it was like a 10 minute because I couldn't even lie down for 20 minutes and categorically said, Narinda, you need surgery. And I knew with the NICE guidelines about how long surgery can last for, because you can have a positive or negative effect through what you've seen through other people. But if your nervous system is heightened, that surgery is not going to work for you because you're going to still have problems. Mm -hmm. You have to change you, your lifestyle, in mm -hmm. terms of what are you doing to help yourself? Mm -hmm. Because we think going to the doctor or getting medication, that's the fix for us. Mm -hmm. I wanted it. I wanted a spinal injection from the news. I thought, damn it, um, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. He'll give me that. No. But what was the most interesting at this point, and I had this consultation, I was still only walking uh, for two minutes and standing for two minutes, and I kept sitting down and stopping starting. Four days after that consultation, no word of a lie, I was walking for like about 18, 19 minutes nonstop. So I believe the brain needs a diagnosis mm. because those people that are not having that diagnosis, they're left in limbo. They're thinking, we need a second opinion. We're going to go for private. What they're doing is spending more and more money. But mm. in essential fact, they haven't looked at the possibility of their nervous system or the brain or the gut. They mm. haven't correlated because no one's told them that. No one signposted them to say, actually, have you looked at this yeah. to help you? Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So let me take you back because um, I want to dive into to your personal story and then we'll come on to how you, you help um, others, if that's okay. So when you were in this place and you started to do, your pain is is very, very high. I think it's safe to say. I mean, you said it was worse than childbirth. So you're in a lot of pain. It's clearly affecting a well your whole life, your whole life. How long between when you started to make the connection that this was, you know, psychological um, or the roots of it were psychological how long did it take you to go from that level of pain to, to I mean, to where you are now? Mm. Do you know, somebody asked me that, well, when, when did you recover that date? Mm. I used to do a chronic pain tracker every day. So I, I read this book by Fred Amir about neck and back pain recovery because I, I can soak up books to help me. Mm. And this book was phenomenal because he did a diary every day and he used to write how he felt. I thought, Isn't it amazing? So I used to write little goals. Standing for three minutes, walking for three minutes, and then I'll see if I could do that and how I would feel. And what reward would I give myself? It used to be dark chocolate every day. So I started this. Some days were crappy, you know, I mm. could not do anything. I was still in pain. I thought, oh my God, is this going to be worth it? I had affirmations that I didn't believe initially. Yeah. Oh, I am healing. I'm fit and well, I'm healing, and I feel a wonderful nothing. I'm nowhere. <laughs> That's the thing with affirmations, isn't it? We, but they work. But they work. They, they work, work as well. Two when you start later, to believe. My brain got me mm. them working. Mm. And then with Georgie, with her her online recovery, she had like reframing statements, daily statements I used. But what was great was there were things like acknowledging fears. What is your fear? My fear was sitting down on a pavement. Okay. Mm. What next? What else could I do? Swimming? I was swimming. But I was fearful of getting changed in a swimming pool, you know, like in the changing rooms, couldn't stand or sit properly. Yeah. I saw a guy in a wheelchair without any legs, and he was so happy as a lad, just went into the water. 
Well, what have I got to complain about? <laughs> so all these cues and all these things that I was doing was building me up, building me up, strengthening my body and strengthening my belief and confidence. And as I was doing this chronic pain track, it came to a point in April. So, uh, and that was like 14 months afterwards. Mm. Mm. I was like, there's, there's nothing. I'm, I'm good. Mm. Do you know, seven months after my private consultation with the neurosurgeon, another neurosurgeon on the NHS called me up and he goes, Narinda, apologies for the delay due to lockdown. Mm. He goes, how's your pain? Level? I said, it's moved now from one side to the next. And he goes, right, would you like a second MRI? I went, no, you're okay. Mm. You're okay. It didn't matter what the imaging showed. I could still be having this severe disc prolapse floating around in my body. What mattered was that I was able to heal myself and empower mm. myself mm. through what I had learned through the support, peer-to-peer -peer support, I, I would say was amazing for me. Mm. And really getting that education to believe. Because once I got the belief, then I knew small action was going to take me for yeah. my journey. Yeah. Let's focus on that just a little bit because that's that's a big that, that's a big change, isn't it? To, from going from okay, I'm in severe pain to I believe I can heal myself without medical help in terms of you know pills and injections into your spine and so on. What what do you think were the key things there that helped you make that that switch? That that was your sort of starting over moment, wasn't it? I think, I mean, I took like strong ibuprofen initially. Mm. It didn't touch the spot with nerve pain. The thing is, that's not going to help. And I thought to myself, and I did order pres uh, prescriptive uh, painkillers that were at the chemist. I just never picked them up. Mm. And it was the education again. Georgie had explained it. I'd read about it, about mm. it's all right being on it initially because maybe you need that to take that touch off. But I know I could get addicted to that. I mm. could probably go, mm, okay, get me a bit more. I didn't want to do it that way. I wanted to feel the pain. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to go through the pain to get out the other end to feel the pleasure. Yeah. And I actually wanted to go through that so that I could really understand that if I was going to properly heal, that it was my purpose to then help other people to recognize this pain. It's not damaging your body. Mm. It's sensitized by the brain that mm. we generated. It's not your fault. It's not in your head. It's real pain, but it's just highly sensitized. And it's about finding ways to calm that down, whatever method works. You know, there's meditation out there. There's journaling. I did all of that. EFT tapping. Yeah. I, I thought maybe a sports massage, but that's not for healing. That's for relaxation. Mm -hmm. So all these things, you know, when people go to chiropractic, osteopath, they, they like the people. It's, it's nice, isn't it? It makes you feel better. Mm. But is it a permanent fix? And what I wanted was a permanent level where I go, actually, if I can recognize and understand my healing journey, gosh, that means if I have pain again in my body, I know how to overcome that without going externally because they can't fix what's going on in my brain and my nervous system. Mm. Only I can. I hope if anyone's listening who, you know, is in, has chronic pain, is living with it, because I, I do think that, you sort of get used to it in a, in a way when it first starts to kind of, you know, settle into your body and, and it starts to get there. And then as it's growing and growing, you know, if, if, if anybody's in that place, I hope they're finding this really, really reassuring that actually you can, it is possible to change this around. You are a testament to that. So talk us through um, how you help 
people in that situation yeah oh well first of all we'll have a, a a consultation i usually do it over zoom or, or in person half an hour and i and i find out where they're at first mentally mm. they, they could be on a different level they could be at the overwhelmed and disengaged stage where they like you said they've gone to all the medical professionals and they're fed up because they're not listening yeah i did a workshop uh and one of my the, the client that came and had coaching with me she goes that resonates with me she goes I went everywhere and I'm fed up 10 years of chronic back pain mm. and she when she came to me on her last coaching so she goes you know what I'm pain-free she mm. goes I've had pain-free days I said mm. so what so what worked for you mm. she goes I actually took a day off work I relaxed mm. I did things for myself yeah she goes I had a bedtime routine mm. so I find them where they're at if they're at the stage where they're not even ready to take action we have to do the groundwork first mm. It's just understanding, listen to their story, just mm. actually hear them. Mm. That might take a couple of sessions. Then it's about how do you feel now? Do you feel ready to? Because we can't transport them in a place of action because it's not our agenda, it's theirs. What do they want to share with us? Mm. A lot of the individuals are sensitive. They have had adverse childhood experiences and it's manifested into other things in their adulthood. So there's a lot of... We've got to get trust here, a lot of rapport building as well, to the point of, okay, now where are we at now? So the different levels will work for different people. And what I do is I do a pure coaching session for 45 minutes. And then I ask them, would you like a resource at all? Mm. And I share the things that worked on me. Because it's not one size fits all. You're going to have to try different things that work. Mm. Books, apps, the literature that's out there. I can give it all away. So I give one at a time so that they can just take it away and have some kind of understanding. Mm. And then what I'd recommend, I always recommend with chronic pain patients to have six or 12 sessions because one session is not going to cut it. If you've got this pain, you know, where you think, oh, I've got to manage or live with it. Mm. You don't. Mm. But you've got to make the effort. You've got to be motivated enough. Mm. If you do want to make a change that the groundwork has to be done. We're starting over all the time. Every day we are starting a brand new day and anything can change at any point. But there seems to be three sort of areas in whatever it is you want to change, whether it's you're experiencing chronic pain to you want to start running again. There are three things up there. We need to believe that the results we want are possible. We need to believe that it's possible for us as well. And it's not something that happened for someone else and it would never happen for us. And I think that's such a key thing. And then finally, to trust in yourself that, and this is where keeping keeping starting over, trust in yourself that you will find a way to make it possible for you. I'd say all of those three things, like the trust in yourself. Mm. Do you trust your own body? Do you trust your own mind? We're so fearful of trusting. We put it in someone else's hands mm. and to believe. Because we always say, don't we? Oh, they can do it because they've had excellent. How do mm. we know? Have mm. we given it a go? Mm. And yeah. I think this is where peer-to-peer support, I, I joined. I remember I rejoined Facebook because I was off it for a while. And I only rejoined to be with this private Facebook group because there were people suffering. And I'm there very vulnerable, sharing my story. And they said, Narinda, we're with you. We'll share and help you, champion you. And I went, what? Mm. You know, and these were the words I kept on hearing, like, look, we've had this. And the diagnosis they've had were severe. 
you know, years and years of pain, real pain. And I thought, whoa, of course I can do this. But you need that push. Sometimes you need that hand holding. Of course you do. Because it's a lonely journey where you've never opened up to anyone. I hear those people where they don't open up to anyone. I didn't. And when you don't, it's so difficult because you just don't know where to go to trust someone, to know that they're really on your side. But you, you, those three things definitely play a huge role in helping yourself to heal. So you were a lawyer. You made some changes. You went through this incredible experience. How do you, how do you feel about that experience now, now that you're on the other side of it? Do you know, do you know, I read somewhere, uh, and this is while I was in the, in my pain, pain is a gift. And I used to go, oh, pain now. but when I got out of it, pain is a gift because mm. what I learned, I need to share. Mm. I always promised myself I would write about it mm. and I didn't know when, but I was adamant, you know, I, I'd gone through this reluctance of tr wanting to transition my career, didn't know how to lack that confidence, mm. took me a good old seven years to really get there. Mm. I thought I want to share this story with other people because it's not me I'm just one story I'm mm. not unique but this story has to be shared because it's the same message about the emotions it's about the psychology mm. the trauma the the experience we go through that is causing the physical pain mm. it's we've not injured ourselves mm. you know so that was the whole point of where I went do you know what? I'm so glad I went through a struggle. And don't we all go through a struggle? Beat pain, beat something else. And you miss it sometimes because the struggle is the making of who we are. Yeah, definitely. Every And I that's, that's one of my biggest messages with Start Over is everything that you've experienced, everything, the good, the bad, the shame, the joy, everything brings you to where you are now. And at any point, what you do next is what matters. And you taking that opportunity to write your book, your story is important, as all the other stories are as well, because it just takes one person to make that connection with your particular story. And I love that you're doing it in the medium that helped you. You turned to book. That's where you went to. And so it makes sense for you to to write your book. I'm a podcast junkie. I love listening to podcasts. And so for, for me, it's like, right, so, you know, we've got to do that. I think whatever feels right for us, isn't it? And that's that's the individual message, isn't it? That we're all on our own particular journey and taking inspiration from wherever. Exactly. Just need that one moment. It's just that one thing. Mm. It could be anything. So it's not about saying this is right for you. This is right for you. You, you Here's the resources. Mm. Trial and error. Trial and error. What mm. is working for you? Mm. And you want to hear real stories. You want to see in-person interviews because that gives you more belief. That mm. gives you more like, hmm, they've done it. Let me connect yeah. with them. Let me find out more stuff. Yeah. And you're on that momentum to find out more. You're like, well, I can do it. And that's why I thought... This book, I want to help people. You know, we know in the NHS people are suffering right now. Mm. People can't afford sometimes uh, the private medical health care. They can't. So where do they go to? Mm. I want this to be sometimes like on the NHS where it could be a free resource for some medical professionals. They can give it out to help yeah. them. So they're, they're, there are tools in there. They need more support. I'm on hand to help those mm. few. But hopefully the book can 
travel the globe so that it helps more people even if just one person resonated and healed from that you know that's all it takes i healed and i know with dr sano he helped so many thousands of people and if i hadn't reached out for that book who knows where i would have ended up today Mm. yeah gosh we don't even want to <laughs> now we know, you know where you are now it's like and, I, and I, I thank my lucky stars i am curious you know i always am curious about different things mm. and i i think the medical professionals do a wonderful job it's just they're not aware because some of them are not trained in that way because mm. they're so focused on symptoms they don't know the other side yeah. they're time pressed they don't have an hour to spend with a patient But this is where health coaches do. They're, they're trained, fully trained. Mm. You know, I'm twice over coach, fully trained, lived experience mm. to understand really what they are suffering and to really listen. Mm. It's a great combination, the coaching and also your knowledge of resources and your personal story and into what you did and where you got curious because it doesn't necessarily mean that that is exactly the same route that someone else does but it's testament isn't it that it's brought you to this place where you did overcome this and to want to spread that to want to show the possibilities for other people um it, it, it's just wonderful so tell us when when is the book going to be out It will be out in a couple of months. Uh, I am excited about it and I, and I want it to reach as many people as possible, really, to give it that momentum. Mm -hmm. And as I say, this, this is for anybody who's curious to get education about it as well. Mm -hmm. So not just for the chronic pain sufferers, as well, the health coaches, well, the mm -hmm. medical professionals. Mm -hmm. Also in the legal world, when I was defending and, and acting for claimants you know i used to deal with a lot of road traffic accidents with people suffering with blush injuries mm. and a lot of the medical experts you say yeah they've got ongoing pain let's refer to a psychologist mm. but again the, pe the people who are suffering don't know that it's ongoing pain is yeah. due to psychological in terms of the environment of what they can do to help themselves mm. like a minor road traffic accident we used to dismiss it and say they're lying which mm. Some of them were, if we got the evidence, but some could have had going through, uh, like I say, a divorce. They could have been moving house. And what that brain does is say, actually, let's connect that little minor instant to some back pain. Yeah. Because I remember when I recovered, it's so interesting. I recovered in the April and I remember in July, someone hit me in the rear. I'd braked it around about and I hit, got hit so quite severely, actually. I had nothing in my back. And, and medical experts will always say, you're more vulnerable in your neck or your back if you've had a previous incident. And why should I have been vulnerable? I literally got this. And all I had was a dull head for like an hour or two. And I thought, oh, isn't that interesting? Mm. So all these things that correlate and all from my past experiences as well made me think, well, I can help people. I can educate them. And this is why I wrote the book for that purpose, that higher purpose of going, you know what, we can all help each other out here. It's a collaborative thing, mm -hmm. health coaching. We can help ease their burden on the NHS. Let's help the people that really need it, that cannot afford these services. What can mm -hmm. we do to help? Well, the world is a better place, Narinda, definitely for having you in it. And I'm I'm a massive fan. I love, I love your work and I love your your sheer passion for for helping people as well. So Narinda, is there a final thing you would like to share about your particular start over with 
with chronic pain? I just say take that step. Take that first step. I'm reading Mel Robbins at the moment, the five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one. Overcome those feelings of fear and, you know, that struggle. You know, it might feel daunting at the start, but just take that little step forward mm-hmm. in your journey into whatever you want to do and step into you. Mm-hmm. Oh, love that. Love that. Step into you. Well, Narinda, thank you so much for giving us your time today. It was an absolute pleasure and You've definitely given me um, some things to think about. And hopefully um, the listeners have, have I'm, well, I'm sure there's loads in there that the listeners have taken from that. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Sarah, for your time. So there we go. What did you think? Did you have some serious takeaways from that episode? I have listened to it several times already. I looked into some of those resources and I am blown away by the evidence, my own personal experiences. And I encourage you, think about times when you have experienced, you know, multiple headaches, migraines, unexplained, chronic pain that nobody is not doubting you're not experiencing. We know it's there, but it's how is it actually manifesting itself? Now, as somebody who's been through divorce, has, as you know, I lost my mum, so there's been a lot of grief. I recently have been having a pain in my left shoulder. I have looked at, is it how I'm sitting at my desk and so on? And when I had this interview with uh, Narinda, I just thought to myself, this isn't just a random kind of pain in my shoulder. I felt it was actually connected And I've done some of the things, really looked at it, become conscious of it. I've breathed into that pain, all of those things. And I'm happy to say it isn't as bad as it was. And I think this self-awareness that we can actually have about our own personal experiences, our stresses, the pressures that we're under, all of those things, that is what self-awareness of these things can just stop potential pain, stop things from holding you back physically. I think this interview has proved to us that we need to get really curious. We need to really understand how our bodies absorb stress and grief and negative energy and how it can manifest chronic pain within us physically. We are all different. What is stressful for one person might not be stressful for another and and vice versa. So it's down to us to take that responsibility. I think it's a wonderful thing. I really do. I think how great that our bodies can actually send us messages, not through thoughts, but through levels of pain. I mean, really, when you think about it, it's a great system. (laughs) It's a great system. We don't reach out and touch extremely hot things because we know we're going to get burnt. So can we get to that stage with our bodies where we listen? You know, we don't have to get to the stage where we burn our hands because we went to the object that was too hot. It could be that we we get we pick up the signs before it gets that bad we don't have to get to us physically stopping 
you know, we need to acknowledge those little niggles, those, those, the start of a pain or starting to, to find that pattern, starting to recognize a pattern so that we can improve our health and, and live longer. If this interview had an impact on you, if you had any realizations, I really, really would love to hear from you. Uh, you can contact me. Most of my um, social media handles are at Start Over with Sarah. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on TikTok now. And I, I really would love to hear your feedback. If you loved this interview and you feel you would like to, please, please, please do give it a five star review and, and write, write the review. Tell us what it was that you loved about this particular um, episode. So yeah, that one I felt was a little bit different, but what a great start over story and something for it that we can all take away and apply. We do need to be looking after ourselves. Let's look at the alternative ways of looking after ourselves as well um, through what we do with, with our brains. So I hope you enjoyed that episode. All of Narendra's details are in the show notes. So head on over there and you can find, you know, where to find her at MapCoach and um, her book as soon as it is available. I will be updating the show notes as well so that you can see exactly where to purchase it from. I think it would be an amazing book to have because you never know when you might need it. So I hope you have a great week. I'm looking forward to bringing you another, quite a different interview next week. So have a good week. Take care and I'll see you soon. And don't forget, it's never too late to make a change and it's never too early to start over.